episode of Provoke, the podcast that takes a provocative look at advertising as a whole. I'm your host, Brian Wilder, and we have Kelsey Shalou on the West Coast, not Chelsea, um, as I <laughs> learned my lesson on the last episode. Um, how you doing, Kelsey? I am doing good. Maybe the like West Coast, like that sea is picking up from no, the... No, the funny thing is, I always, I think of your, your last name first. No, yeah, that's and what so happens that- with everybody, and you don't pronounce the like proper ch in the last right. name so people right. just reroute it to the front of the name but i'm doing great how are you guys doing over there in orlando good, good, good. um we also have ariana in the studio how are you doing hello i'm good how are you awesome awesome um so today uh we're going to be talking about youtube um and all the things that youtube encompasses kind of the the the, the way the, the way that it's paved for other long term or long form content uh forms um, out there um, and, and really kind of just dive into how long form content, whether it's YouTube, IGTV now is on the scene, Facebook Watch and how these uh, even streaming services. Now that I think about it and how all of these kind of platforms have helped e- either helped or maybe even harmed uh, the social media landscape over the last few years. Um, so like I, as I mentioned before, we'll kind of just kick it off that way. Um, kind of just YouTube. YouTube has kind of been the mainstay. And the, the crazy thing about YouTube is that we talk about it as if it's like this long heralded kind of platform. right? <laughs> but YouTube's been yeah, around for honestly, what, 11, I'll 12 just years. Say to, yeah. And you, you, when you were introducing it, you said long term, but then you, you know, you corrected it to long form. But right. YouTube is also long term. If we think of Instagram, Instagram is so minute to minute. Like rarely do you ever, unless you're like really stalking something or someone, right. do you ever go back in time to see content? YouTube, you, I, I watch videos from years ago. Right. Um, so I feel like that is kind of different than most of our social platforms that huh. I didn't really think about until you just said that, you know, people, obviously are watching new form content or like new content on YouTube. But I also feel like YouTube, it's very normal to go and watch content um, from a long time ago, whether it's just a funny video you remember watching like 10 years ago, or just maybe it was a video that was posted and published 10 years ago, but it's still super, um, you know, highly successful or informative or whatever it might be. So that's honestly kind of interesting because, you know, most of our social platforms are so instantaneous, but YouTube almost seems like a, archive where we go back and find things or search for things yeah and it's 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 kind of almost a uh, a video archive of of the the early the stages of the internet or or, or or at least the internet as we know it today um you know it's just it's it it, it is interesting that there are even there are videos that i'll i'll go back and watch that were posted four five six years ago that you you can't necessarily do on platforms like Vine or even Snapchat yeah. where it's You can even this. find videos that weren't even on the internet before YouTube that people just had archived and then were able to convert right. it onto the internet. Right. You know, you don't really do that with Instagram, with like right. with anything else. So I think right. that's cool. And now that I'm thinking about it, even Instagram, when that first came out, I think I've had it for the time that it did come out. Mm-hmm. They didn't even have a video option for the longest for time. For sure. For sure. It was just photo. Yeah. It was that's just true. photo. So let's kind of talk about a couple more of the, the the differences between like YouTube and we, I guess the newest kid on the block would be IGTV. Um, where do you guys kind of see that platform moving? Like where, what, 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 what kind of implications do you think you guys 
can can kind of like surmise from uh, you know I IGs. I get like notifications that so and so started a new IGTV, and this is on my personal feed. Right. Um, but I guess I'm not that interested in watching long form content on my phone. Ah. I feel like when I watch YouTube videos, I'm definitely sitting on a desktop. So not, it's very. Is it? So you're saying it's very device dependent. Device, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I feel like I, I, yeah, I'll spend time on Instagram on my phone, just looking Mm -hmm. at stuff and swiping through, but I'm like almost like actively like using lots of different things, switching up. So like lots of things are coming in and out of like the field as opposed to watching like a five, six, 10, some people's IGTV is like an hour long. Like I'm truly not that dedicated to anybody to watch (laughs) an hour long, like sitting on my phone kind of thing. But on the desktop, different story. So I feel like it is very device dependent. Huh. Um, and I'll watch YouTube videos on my phone if I'm looking for something very specific. Sure. But I won't really get like lost in like some kind of subs- like subscriber feed if okay. I'm not at- on a desktop. So for you, movie like so movies like feature length films and longer, or at least hour plus long videos you kind of just kind of relegate to your desktop laptop or tv okay yeah or like the smart yeah the smart tv for sure i just couldn't yeah and the other thing is if i'm on my phone there's so much access to other things that i'd be so easily distracted to like answer that text message to grow into my email or open up Pinterest, like something else whereas when i'm on desktop it's kind of like whatever i'm looking at is kind of like that's the thing there's less i mean there's still a lot of places to go but it's almost like less accessible i'm not sure but yeah definitely device dependent for me and so ariana is that kind of like the same sentiment that yeah you have? i would i would definitely tend to agree and i don't want to say i don't have time to do it but mm-hmm. i remember i got the notification saying that instagram tv was a thing mm-hmm. and i just had no desire to really dive into it and then i haven't really heard any there's nothing enticing or there's not a buzz about it yeah. there's not people talking is, about it i'm not even should. sure who other than influencers um and i guess they're fans like mm-hmm. I'm not, I don't really see that many brands using IGTV. I all the people that I, at least whom I'm following on my personal feeds is very influencer heavy. And it's like, if they're posting stuff on YouTube, then they're also posting stuff to IGTV. And I'm not even sure they're adapting it for the different platforms. It's just like now another place to put a video. Right. Um, so I haven't, yeah, I don't know about. I'm not sure about IGTV. I feel weird about it. <laughs> Does it make it just make it a little weird? It's just like, like I, it's kind of like, I don't know who's going to relate to this, but it's kind of like when you're at a store and you see like a purse or something that you like and you it's like, oh, this would be really oh, fun totally. for like a few minutes. And then you're like, do I really need it? Not really. That's kind of how I feel about IGTV. Like uh, you don't really need it. <laughs> it was cool. I don't know. I don't know. Just seems yeah, weird. The, but yeah, my, when I was thinking about YouTube versus IGTV, I thought of like when Instagram Stories was released and like the world broke out in chaos because they're like, "What's going to happen to Snapchat?" Like we already have this, right. and then they completely became their own things. You know, they were so separate, and then Kylie Jenner killed Snapchat, and no one <laughs> like I feel like people don't really use Snapchat anymore. At least I don't, and my friends. I'm definitely getting less snaps too, so I think that that means that other people are not using it quite as much. Right. Um. But IG stories, like, I'll 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 hang out on IG stories like I'd hang out on a regular feed. That's crazy. Um, that's 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 yeah. very interesting. And so, do you yeah. do you have the same sentiment about Facebook stories? No, no, I've never ever opened or watched a Facebook story. That is so interesting. 
So yeah, I don't think I've ever ever watched someone's Facebook story. Wow, I th- I I remember <laughs> I posted one on my personal page a while ago, and I'm not sure if I'm gonna do that again. <laughs> yeah, I definitely got. Some I could, flat, the some only friends. time I remember watching like, and I guess I guess Facebook Live is different than Facebook Stories. I've I have I have watched a couple live videos mm-hmm. from like people that I know like okay like this is going to be good like just based on my friendship with them or who they, what like what they might be posting and it's like a comedy act then I'll right. know I'll go in and if it's you know but I don't think I've ever watched a Facebook story then definitely have never posted a Facebook story right but I don't really post as much on social as I. Sh- not that I should or shouldn't, but I think I use social more than I like push out social on my personal. Gotcha. Feeds. You you you're more of a, uh, consumer a consumer than you are a producer. Yeah. Okay, that's 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 fair. So we've talked a lot about uh, different social media platforms, but I kind of want to move it back to YouTube um, and mm. kind of just really discuss certain ways in which YouTube can kind of be used as a social media marketing tool. Um, like, can, can, can you guys kind of give me some examples of, of, of what you've seen just maybe recently of, of like just great ways in which brands or companies have used YouTube to kind of really kind of extend their, their brand affinity? Yeah, I got one, but if Ariana, if you want to jump in if I, and give one, go for it. But I, I definitely have, have, a have a good example on my, yeah, bra- sure. on my mind. Yeah, I'm um, actually. I'm gonna let okay. you take over and sure, okay. <laughs> on that because um, I have to. I have to really think no about problem. That <laughs> yeah, I don't. We'll, well, we'll let the consumer. So we did yeah. consumer start. Yeah, the this. consumer. <laughs> um, I never watched YouTube videos really up until post graduation. Um, I just I would watch it if I was like trying to learn something or like wanted to see how something worked on Photoshop, but I would never like go into people's like series and stuff like that on okay. YouTube. Um, and what was graduation and, for you? May, like may like a couple months ago oh my um <laughs> so yeah so this so is before, recent so but before may you never really watched <laughs> not not really i guess just because i would i was spending more time like looking at reference stuff but um oh, now i have like not school and stuff to worry about so maybe there's i don't know it, it, it kind of became um it's kind of like netflix like you can watch actual um, series and I kind of thought YouTube was only tutorials. I guess I don't know. Right. Um, I felt like YouTube was only tutorials or music vi- like m- lyric videos. Right. And then I discovered <laughs> that whoa, YouTube has so much more. So, anyways, um, Refinery Twenty Nine it is a really cool you know media brand, and mm-hmm. um, their YouTube, their, you know, their YouTube is like a little Netflix series. Like they have. Um, I'm trying to think of some, you know, different playlists, I guess is what it's called on YouTube. But they have, um, like, their fashion editor go and tell, like, you know, almost like journalistic mini documentary stories of um, different things. And they have, I mean, they're all kind of geared towards women, beauty stuff and fashion. But they, and each one has, like, a different chick that, like, covers that industry. Um, And it's just super interesting because you... It's basically like watching a magazine, if that makes sense. Like you are getting this like on the scene, um, you know, story of like this person going and traveling to meet with like whoever is the best in that industry to talk about that certain issue. Um, But you're getting visuals with it as opposed to just still pictures. And it almost seems like you can walk away and be like, 
you actually learn something from it as opposed to sometimes you can get into like especially on Instagram you can get into these tunnels of like what the hell did I just waste like my time on like I didn't even get anything out of it like I, it was just like a waste but um as far as that channel goes like I think that you can actually walk away with it and be able to like tell someone else something cool that you learned which is I'm always down for that so that's a great example. And it's not even like they're trying to sell a product. This okay. is, that's just their brand. And they're just really exemplifying that, um, in a longer form. You know, these aren't two minute videos. These are 10 plus minute videos. So, um, they're just really expanding their brand in all right. the different facets that it goes and all the directions it goes. Um, and that, that was really cool. I think watching that series, like watching a couple of those series was when I was like, whoa. YouTube's got more than tutorials. <laughs> right. And I think with Refinery29, um, you know, them being a media publishing company, they have a little more leeway uh, because mainly because their revenue is not necessarily based on a specific product or set of Pro- products or service. It's right. based on, you know, content, you know, content views and, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and you know advertising. And partnerships with other people. Yeah. Advertisements right. and stuff on their, you know, if they're doing a story and they're shouting out you know, another brand that's, that's essentially what a refinery 29 does. And yeah, it's, it's, that's, that's, it's really cool that, um, you know, you can take something and this is a, this is a non-product based company. So it's cool to see how they can take stuff like that and, you know, expand it all out. But I guess another really good example that is a product based company is something like tasty and Tasty from BuzzFeed, they don't necessarily do like long form videos. They are Mm -hmm. quick. And of course, we get a lot of them on Facebook. But essentially, Tasty is selling cookingware products. And you don't even, some people might not even know that. (laughs) But, you know, they're selling whatever it is that they're, um, they have like a little stove and they have all these, like all these cooking line stuff, which might have come in the aftermath of the success of the videos. But, you know, there's a really great, great example of people using video that's actually selling something. And you might even not, not know what they're selling which for sure maybe it's good or maybe it's bad i don't know <laughs> well i mean buzzfeed has kind of solidified themselves as like the 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 partnership video partnership guru like i'd say yeah. half of their content is is usually tied to some sort of partnership and i like with tasty i know they've done stuff partnerships with like breville and and le cruze yeah, even and like visa <laughs> yep yeah yeah they've they've chevy uh, Charmin, they've done partnerships with pretty much every brand that like you can everything. think of under the sun. Uh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, those are those two. Are, those are really two really good examples. Um, Ariana, you- yeah, um, I almost I feel when you were talking about how it's like tutorials and things like that. Right. I feel like when you get to the point where you're about to watch a video about how to do something or how to make something, it's kind of like the same stage as when you have it in your cart on Amazon, but you're not buying it yet. Okay. So it's like you're doing more research in a sense before you're actually diving into it. Hmm. And if you like what you see, you're going to go after it in a sense. Right. So almost like um, unboxing videos. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, like product reviews and stuff. That's a thing. Things like that. It's just like, well, what is enticing that I should buy it? Like what's going to be my next step to make that next move? For that purchase kind yeah. of thing. Yeah, and it's really That's interesting cool. you brought that up because that was one phenomenon. I remember when YouTube first started. I remember the internet before YouTube <laughs> was a thing. So. Back when Brian was on those internet forums. Yeah, back when I was on those forums. Um, but yeah, the, the one the one phenomenon that uh, that really kind of like took me aback was the the kind of the rise of unboxing videos. 
right? And so mm-hmm. there are people who have built a brand um, through YouTube and uh, in, in social media platforms of just being known as the 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 guy or the girl who gets really excited about just opening boxes for new gadgets, new appliances, tools, toys, whatever, and. The, the, the fact that you're able to grow a following behind that it's almost like it's almost like a like an an IRL version of like consumer reports if you remember that magazine yeah. I think they still publish it um yeah it's almost like consumer reports but for the new age it's just being able to kind of have somebody who's established themselves as almost like a a product professional so to speak and and kind of gives people the rundown of what something looks like how it feels ergonomics like you know how does it handle what are the specs and it's it's kind of taking it a step beyond just your basic product review that you'd find on just pretty much any yeah website that has i have a i have a good real irl example of uh a situation similar to to that, but I was when I went to the Women in Media conference in Los Angeles. Right. Um, I had g- gotten to LA the night before, and so I was walking around, and um, I went into Glossier, which I was more interested in going into Glossier to because I was so fascinated with their social media marketing because it's really really strong, and um, I just was really interested to see what their shop looked like. And and could you kind of explain like this? Could you yeah, kind of explain that yeah. for the people? Sure. Glossier is a um, e-commerce makeup brand that started out only being online. Um, so all of their marketing was heavily pushed towards social media. Right. Um, and then after the kind of success and growth of that startup, they were able to build a couple flagship stores. I think there's the first one was definitely in Los Angeles, but I think that they have a couple maybe in New York and even maybe an international one now. But right. um Los Angeles was the first one. So I went into the shop and um, it was basically like a Apple store for makeup. Um, the only products that were on display were test products. And then there was a bunch of people in white, almost like overall kind of clothing that worked there that had iPads. And if you wanted to buy something just like that, you would at Apple, you would go up, they'd put it into the, uh, you, you know, you pay for it and do the whole transaction right on that iPad, like wherever you right. are in the store. And then someone okay. would call your name and bring it out to you. And anyways, I had been, I was looking at their stuff online and um, there was all these promo codes that you could use from influencers or people on YouTube, exactly like those unback, like unboxers or people that will buy stuff from different makeup companies and do a makeup tutorial. Um, and they'll be like, use my code for 20% off or whatever it might be. And there was all these codes for a first time use. So when I was in the store, um, I was checking out and I said, hey, can I use, you know, even though I'm buying it in person, can I use a code that I found from online? And the woman said, uh, you can't because those codes are strictly for those influencers and for those YouTubers. We actually right. don't have anything, um, you know, it, it doesn't really have mu- that much to do with Glossier as it does to have to do with um, their own pages and these influencers pages. And I found that like wildly fascinating because um, it was all about the views on that person's page and the, you know, comments and responses and stuff on that person's page Not had almost nothing to do with Glossier. So, um, I don't know. I thought that that was really interesting because I tried to use like a promo code that I found on YouTube, but it was only allowed if I was like buying it through that person's, you know, like page, I guess. Oh, so, so yeah, almost like an affiliate link. Like yeah, like, like yeah, exactly. So I wasn't able to use it in a store outside of that. If I wanted to use that 20% off code, I had to go through that person's gotcha. like actual code and partnership with her, which I guess opens, you know, up a whole nother side of 
how YouTube is being integrated into people's businesses and partnerships. For um, sure. They got to get paid, Kells. They got to get paid I, somehow. Got to click them I affiliate links. You, yeah, you do. <laughs> I read, I saw something funny yesterday and they're like, what if you wake up tomorrow and Instagram's gone? Boom, you're not a model. I was like, That's funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so yeah. I, th- I think the, the one example that I can think of that kind of like speaks to the success the brand success that you can kind of experience with YouTube is um, I <laughs> I yeah. watch my fair share of video game walkthroughs. Yes. Um, so and this is sp- sp- because I own an Xbox, right? So there are certain games that I can't play uh, because they're only exclusive exclusive to certain platforms. So, you know, like Breath sure. of the Wild, Zelda Breath of the Wild for, for Nintendo Switch or you know, for whatever reason, they ported Bayonetta 2 over to the Wii U and now to the Switch and nowhere else. But, you know, that's another conversation for another time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, yeah, I do tend to watch a lot of walkthrough videos specifically for games that I'm pr- I know I'm probably never going to play. Um, so there's this. Yeah. So there's this one guy called uh, Tetra Ninja um, on YouTube. He's built like this ridiculous following. I subscribe to all of his videos and he basically just kind of will play the newest release or the newest like blockbuster game all the way through and it's recorded in beautiful hd sometimes he'll do 4k videos of just like some some of his gameplay and i'm i will literally catch myself watching hours of just (laughs) gameplay in in one sitting i don't know what it is but i I will literally watch this watch this guy just like play these games but not in the same sense as like twitch or any other like kind of live streaming mm-hmm. site it's more so it's 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 already produced it's already been edited cut down yeah you know it cuts out all the stuff that you don't really care about and i really like the fact that he doesn't he he saves his commentary for the very beginning and the very end of each video oh. in the sections that he does because i hate when people talk through um any Dude. kind of walkthrough or gameplay video um, yeah, that's like music, like album releases when people right. are like gonna listen, to, and then they pause the song and comment. Right. I'm like, because what? I'm completely supposed to be enthralled with their commentary on this thing I that I'm just listen listening to, to for the first time. Yeah, no, no, I hate it. I hate it. But um, yeah, he's he, he pretty much established his own brand online through YouTube as like this go to. He'll do unboxing videos of new like um, video game like peripherals, like new controllers and stuff like that. And like his, his his bread and butter is those those gameplay walkthroughs, and it's just it's it's very interesting that something like that has become uh, commonplace. Like you know, we yeah. see it all the time with Twitch and other like live streaming like live streaming um, services where people will watch people play video games and talk about those video games. But to a lesser extent, just watching that gameplay go through from start to finish, it kind of helps you get a sense of a product. Like you said before, Ariana, just like getting a sense of a product before you actually make the commitment to kind of like buy it. And you're using these these YouTube influencers, even though I'm kind of on the fence of using the word influencer at this point because it's almost been so overused and it's become this like democratized phrase almost. Um, But, you know, influencers, for lack of a better term, on YouTube that kind of help you make these purchasing decisions. I mean. So, I mean, yeah. that's that's probably my, like my 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 best example of how, you know, you can be successful uh, and kind of build brand affinity online just through through YouTube. Yeah. Um, so conversely. Think, oh, go oh, go ahead. Go ahead. 
I I was just gonna just a quick comment. I won't go too crazy into it, but I think like something like that, Brian, which I can relate to, like the makeup tutorials. I was telling you, I don't even wear makeup. I wear makeup like three times out of a year, but like it's fascinating <laughs> watching these people do their makeup. And I think maybe part of that reason you said like I watch walkthroughs of games that I'll likely never play. Right. It almost is like a front row seat to something like another part of something we're interested, but not necessarily ever, you know, going to act Completely invested in. Yeah. And right. it's really, I like, I can, I can think of all these other examples of things that I've seen and watched. And I'm like really interested in watching this and learning about these pieces of, you know, things that I won't actually initially go and act upon myself, but it kind of gives you this front row seat to a different community or another, you know, set of culture that you don't necessarily get on the day to day. So I think that's part of why it's so intoxicating and interesting because it, it, it is a huge part of somebody else's life and like a right. whole huge community of something else. And, you know, like most things on the internet, it gets us a step closer to learning about that other side of the page. And, you know, I think that's why it's it's so in- intriguing and interesting. Absolutely. For us. So that's Definitely yeah. more of a personal approach too. Mm-hmm. Because even though he's making comments, like you said, towards the beginning and the end, mm-hmm. I feel like you're able to just have your own opinion without necessarily agreeing or disagreeing with right. us. Right. I think so, that's because I, I catch myself talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> talking to myself and talking to... Brian, I to want a video. reaction video of you watching someone else watch through. Like I want like a three-stage like... Walk through. <laughs> yeah, you, mess, you mess around. I might do it and, and create a whole nother <laughs> channel, a whole nother genre of, of YouTube videos, video oh, experiences. Yeah. I don't know. We'll, 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 we'll edit that out. We'll trademark that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on the flip side of things, we talked a lot about how YouTube can help um, certain companies, but I kind of want to kind of touch a little bit on, on you know, the, the, the kind of the, the, not the dark side of it, but, you know, for one reason or another, we feel that when new platforms come out, like everybody's got to jump on it. You're like, you got to shine up, sign up for this. You got to be part of X, Y, Z. But we you know any any professional marketer or advertiser worth their salt knows that not every platform is designed for every company and for mm-hmm. every brand experience. And so are there situations or instances or anything, that, whether hypothetical or, or, or ones that you actually come across, you guys, where YouTube just might not be the best idea for a company? 100%. Got it. <laughs> it's, uh, I feel like, it, we talk about this a lot too, like not every client's content or business uh, goals are going to be met on YouTube. Like right. Doggy Pod, one of our clients, like what are we going to – imagine a YouTube channel for Doggy Pod. <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> it maybe would be really funny, but, you know, it, it doesn't really make sense. But maybe something like um, FDOH or something like that where we could talk – through some educational videos of step by steps how you could find a center or how you could get tested for something like maybe sure. that would be really beneficial. So I think it's I think it just comes down to initial assess of what the what does what is the YouTube community like and what is the purpose of you know submitting videos typically to get a lot right. of um, complicated information across simply because you have audio and visual mm-hmm. um, and then just hopefully you're you've got enough. Uh, technical skill and savviness to figure out and make the decision would this be good or would this maybe backfire um but i'm sure that there are some really excellent examples of companies using youtube that you might be like really like i can't why would they want like what would they be doing on youtube and maybe it's really really fascinating so 
Um, I don't think that it's a yes or no for any company. Like, you know, there's not a list of like, oh, that would be so ridiculous. You know, people do really creative things. Um, Right. But yeah, I think it's just a general assess of like, what are the business goals or what are you trying to meet for your client? And then figuring out, is YouTube really the best place for me to do that? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it, it, like you had said, uh, I think it it really just depends on the the business objectives and kind of just your, your overall situation, whether or not you have someone or a team in place that can really deliver quality yeah. video content is thing. really important mm-hmm. um and, and that that's can because yeah youtube you know, is like youtube takes a, a lot of effort on the post right. edit as opposed right. to something like instagram which even instagram can take a long time to post For edit sure. stuff if you're creating social graphics and stuff like that but i would assume that youtube is probably like the most time consuming platform to run stuff on because mm-hmm. you have to set up video you have to you know, record with, and maybe that requires multiple camera people, sound, light, and then of course the post and post-production of it. So yeah, you definitely have to be in a position or as a company to be able to dedicate enough time um, and like skill talent towards being able to run, you know, a video, a video platform. Um, So it's not, it's not necessarily just as, would this be good for my business? It's, Mm -hmm. is your company and size and stuff able to really handle and take care of it well because if it's there's so many good high quality videos on youtube that if you're performing like any or producing anything like below that like kind of standardized um quality that it's just gonna not maybe be worth it because other people's videos will pop up for the sure fun. absolutely mm-hmm. um oh, yeah, go ahead i was gonna say i was gonna go off of what she said about doggy pot versus fdoh mm-hmm. i feel like doggy pot is something that you can't really make a series out of it, it is what it is mm. you can't really yeah. be i don't want to say it's not evolving each time you go through it but with fdoh if you did have say a youtube channel for them each video could teach you something new each time because mm-hmm. it's always you can just pull anything from yeah. health and you, you, people are looking to be informed that's why they're going on youtube and searching for these long videos and right. tutorials and things like that yeah and i think you have a lot more because fdoh the florida department of health deals with um public health and so there's there's it's an it's a topic of national importance and so there's a lot yeah. that you can draw and interest. from interest yeah and there's a lot of different audiences that are affected by certain public health issues so there's there's obviously more content avenues that you can take now there was one thing that i thought I was I, I thought in my heart of hearts would not be successful um, in YouTube on YouTube or any kind of like video streaming service. Um, but for whatever reason, it's become wildly successful. I don't know if you guys have watched these at all, but um, police chases and through 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 the city of L.A. No, no. OK, so there's this thing that we stumbled across. Uh, wife and I stumbled across a couple months ago now where it was literally just a live feed on YouTube of a active um, chase scene that was going on through the streets of Los Angeles. Um, hmm. And appara- and then, it, of course, you go down the rabbit hole if you spend enough time on YouTube. And it, there was this whole just collection, like playlist after playlist. There was channels you subscribe you could subscribe to that were live news feeds. I'm talking like local news feeds throughout the LA area of televised um, police chases. And these, these videos get thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of active viewers, like, 
actively wow. watching these chases from around the world. So if there's a chase going on at, you know, 10 o'clock at night in L.A., like there's somebody on the other side of the world watching it with their 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 breakfast cereal, which is just huh. mind blowing to me that, that, yeah, that like, that's it's but but I get but then there's like this whole I'm a little conflicted because it's still like this very dangerous thing that's that's occurring on on screen in real time that I'm I guess it kind of almost appeals to the 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 the, the voyeur in a lot of us that I that mm-hmm. that still kind of I'm a little on the fence about like I don't know if it's something that that necessarily needs to be televised or or even really like showcased um on a global scale but for whatever reason people love it and and i i'm I'm not gonna say i love it but i did i have watched more than one (laughs) 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 to its to its completion so i I don't know that was kind of just one thing that was like a little i was a little on the fence about i was like this this shouldn't be this popular but it is but Um, but, but i guess maybe that's how people feel about watching like makeup videos and gameplay videos you know like but but that that is really interesting, and I haven't heard about that. But mm-hmm. um, I mean, there's like shows, like whole series on TV built around cops and right. stuff like that. So I kind of can see where that interest is coming from. But if it's a news outlet, I feel like that's very different than a company. You know, right. like if it's an right. actual news outlet, just showing people pub like something that's happening in the public or in mm-hmm. the streets, like. I can kind of understand how that evolves and people become interested in it as opposed to like a company like, <laughs> you know, it's not like they're selling anything either. They're, it's kind of like that public awareness um, space. So now they're they're um, selling sensationalism, Kels. That's what yeah, they're selling. That's yeah. their product. It's that sensationalized <laughs> idea. Of Adrenaline. Like, oh, my gosh. It's Adrenaline. very like it's very like Grand Theft Auto. But from yes, the that's what I was thinking of. <laughs> like live Auto. Grand Theft Auto. Yeah. And the oh. fact that it's live just makes it more enticing in general right, because right. you can yeah, see that the same exciting. exact thing that you just watched, but on the news at six o'clock and right. it's like, all right, well, that happened today. But then right. if you're watching it as it's happening, it's like, wow. Especially <laughs> if it's something that doesn't normally occur in your neck of the woods, you know, because um, I feel like police chases should, are, are a thing. In LA. Can you can you confirm, the, Kelsey, that are police yeah. chases a thing in California? <laughs> I don't. Are the police what in California? Are police chases kind of like a thing that people just <gasps> watch in California? Dude, I don't know. I, I not. I, I my household doesn't. <laughs> but <laughs> you haven't got. I was gonna say I might need to go down to the streets and get get it into it. Like, what am right. I doing? No, to be honest, I don't. I live in. I don't live in a city, so I'm not sure what happened. L. A. Again, like L. A. Is. In- really intense for me to right. fully dive into. So I don't really know if I'm ready for like. There's, like going into Glossier was a little like intimidating, so I don't really know if I'm ready for like police <laughs> right. streets on the chases. But what we should do is watch, you know, next time that it's on, Brian, like let us know when it's live and we'll watch it like while it's happening. And then when oh, the yeah. six o'clock news come on, we'll sit down with our friends and be like, I bet he's gonna turn right. I bet he's gonna, he's gonna go left <laughs> and just call predict the whole thing, and people will just oh, think like, man. what? Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll do a watch party. <laughs> we'll we'll definitely do a yeah. watch party. Um, 
but um i think what we're gonna do is we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this uh this episode um thank you ariana and thank you kelsey for uh taking some time to talk to us about youtube um this conversation is far from done um you guys both have some police chase videos to watch (laughs) and uh we're gonna we're gonna do a quick uh almost like a book club afterwards and really just talk (laughs) about it um but um thank you to both for uh for hanging out with us today um and as always if any of you listeners out there have any questions comments or concerns be sure to send them to provoke that's p-r-o-v-o-k at evoke.com and follow us on all of our social media um accounts including uh youtube uh just to kind of keep up with all of our contributions to the advertising world um today's quote uh comes from i believe he is the he holds the most subscribed channel on youtube i want to say it was about seven he has about 17 and a half million subscribers um pewdiepie and he said the thing that has made youtube most successful is that you can relate to the people you're watching to to watching to a much higher degree than the people you see on tv and with that said y'all take care